we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Welcome, everyone, to the Oral Fix Podcast. I am your host, Henry Diaz. This is episode number 50. Oral Fix Podcast is a social, is a, I'm sorry, weekly social commentary podcast for the gay community. It can be listened to on stitcher.com forward slash oral fix. And if you use that link, make sure you enter the promo code oral fix to be entered for a monthly cash card drawing of a hundred dollars yeah it's a hundred dollars cash card and it's a monthly contest only for new listeners you can also listen to the oral fix on itunes podomatic soundcloud.com as well as facebook.com forward slash the oral fix podcast you can listen to the archives as well as the current episodes on the blog, www.oralfixpodcast.com. And you can also donate to the Oral Fix Podcast on the blog site. There's also free content there on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, like music, <laughs> uh, track of the day, track of the week, track of the month as well as mixes of the month and week. So, the contest for the Dale Lazaroff erotic book, Fancy, which has not been published yet, no one has won it. And I'm still waiting for somebody to send in your answer. You know, the archive is there at www.oralfixpodcast.com. And the PDF copy of Fancy, which hasn't been published yet, is very hot. And I don't think I've really been descriptive too much about the comic book itself. The story takes place in Mesopotamia, um, somewhere in that area and region, uh, before the Christ times. And um, also, uh, there's like this barbarian type of... I guess, community that still exists around that time. So some barbarian wanders off into this town and, and, um, and I'm not going to give away too much of the story, but you know, he falls in love with this guy who works in the town and, 
and um well he doesn't fall in love with him but he falls in like with him and it gets really hot and steamy afterwards and for those of you of you who like hairy guys and also like uh foreskin i think you would really appreciate this comic book and opportunity to actually own a digital copy of fancy which hasn't been published yet how many times have i said that i think three times <laughs> and all you have to do is guess uh, actually not guess but find out and let me know that you know uh my favorite drag queen character from that upn 9 tv show which aired sometime in the 80s so without further ado I would like to introduce the cast of Old Dogs and New Tricks to the Oral Fix podcast. For a chip for chat, we sat down uh, earlier in this week, and we just had a lot of fun, and I broke the a lot of podcasting rules on this show. <laughs> so I've gone over the hour mark, I've gone over the hour and a half mark, and um, it's just a, a lot of great fun and a lot of great dialogue that was had between six people actually seven including myself so um i hope you enjoy this hello chip for chat who is this chip for chat do i know you chip for chat seriously if you don't tell me who this is i'm going to call the police better yet i'm gonna hang up on you chip for chat And welcome to a real big episode of Chip for Chat <laughs> with the cast of the web series, Old Dogs, New Tricks. And as many of you uh, know, I had the show's writer, producer, one of the producers and actors of the show, Leon Accord, uh, for Chip for Chat uh, in the beginning of May, and now we have with us Jeffrey Patrick Olson, David. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey. yeah. Wh- why don't you just introduce yourselves? Because I'm just gonna mess it up. <laughs> and feel fr- and feel free to bitch at me. <laughs> so we have the deep. I I already started with the deep, the the, the deep voice, Jeffrey Patrick Olson, <laughs> who plays hey, Muscle. I'll take that. You'll take that, really? <laughs> well, why not? You gotta give and take. It's an equal combo here. So yeah. We also have David Pipsner. Hi, David Pipsner. Yes, that's me. Who plays Hi. Ross Stein? Hi, he's another deep voice. <laughs> and we we have Amanda. Who uh, I'm, I forgot your last name already. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Amanda Abel. Who also plays Lydia, which is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God, that's so thrilling! And we have uh, Leanna Cord. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one. With, I'm the one who doesn't have the deep voice. So the only, the only person we're missing right now is Kurt, and he might be um, who who plays Brad King uh, on the show. So he he'll be on maybe um, because hopefully he may have a rehearsal. Tonight, okay. So. Which is another favorite. I mean, all you guys are favorites of mine, but um, the ones that really tickles me the most are Lydia, Brad, <laughs> and okay. Well, I'm hanging up now, so it was nice chatting with you. And of course, Leon. Leon's bitching. 
bitchy beyond um, bionic uh the bionic bitch, the bionic yeah. bitch retorts. <laughs> That's me. It's all in the writing. It's all in the writing. <laughs> it could not be the delivery. Can I, is Bruce on the line? Yes. Yeah. Oh. We forgot Bruce. Yeah, we forgot Bruce. And Bruce. I'm just politely waiting to be interviewed. No. I'm like Nelson probably would have cut you off. <laughs> well, Bruce, you know, you had to, like, bitch out and give us Nelly Olsen. Nelly Olsen won't even friend me on Facebook. I don't understand it. I know all of her friends. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now, um, I'm sorry, Bruce. I, I, You know, this is the first time I've ever, well, the podcast has ever had a group uh, <laughs> uh, feature. Cool. Yeah. Well, you've got quite a group here. <laughs> you have to be careful. <laughs> Size order, everyone. Experience counts for a lot. <laughs> now, all, all, are all of you guys from California? Are you all, like, uh, living in the same area or community? and Or, or, or do, you be, do you belong like a Hollywood celebrity type of gated community? <laughs> are, are we allowed to live in the Valley and be proud of it? Or is that, yeah. is that a note of shame? Uh, okay. Well, like, I'm originally from New York, but now I'm, like, such a valley girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> if the 101 is crowded, I can tell you how to take Burbank all the way. <laughs> like, awesome. That's Amanda. <laughs> Well, you know, now, nobody nobody lives close to each other in L.A. I mean, I think we're all like probably 20 or 30 minutes apart. Uh, you know, in L.A., when you're friends with somebody, sometimes when you get together, it's just over the phone or through Skype. Really? It's just amazing. I'll tell you, I feel so close to these guys. I think we're only like two contractions apart. Really, <laughs> <laughs> We're almost on the same cycle. So, <laughs> you know, that I think that's happened on this coping. set. <laughs> oh Jesus! Now you're gonna have to write us in, best, Henry. <laughs> um, I, I. You know what the best part about this cast is? Tell us. I thought I had the most embarrassing amount of eight by tens of myself, but no, these guys outdo me by thousands. Oh my God, real? Oh, I thought it was the shoes. <laughs> Jeffrey, if I if I wake up every morning, if I haven't seen a new eight by ten of yours, I go back to bed. Oh, right on Facebook, right. <laughs> <laughs> you got you, you to shoot it before you lose it. That's all i got to say. <laughs> you're, not, you're not in danger of losing it anytime soon. <laughs> At least not to me. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. Oh, my God. I mean, not that I couldn't be. <laughs> on management, I, can't, I cannot comment on. <laughs> The attractiveness of. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take shoot it before you lose it. <laughs> I'm gonna take it back home with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take it to church. <laughs> and all right, so all you guys are out in L.A. and and um and and you know you're talking about headshots and everything. You're bringing me back to my theater days where when I my my very first headshot. It was a really nice and endearing one. It showed my cracked tooth off a little bit, and they misspelled my last name. Has any? Oh. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. <laughs> it said it's, That's my lie. Really? Tell. They're all, spell check is always putting in because my last name is A C O R D, and spell check 
turns me into the car almost every time. I'm <laughs> well, not the car because oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's so I, when they change when they when they changed your name on those eight by tens, did you just go with it? The new bad spelling. Henry, did you? I didn't. I had them fix it. Oh, I, I I didn't, but I th- I thought you know I when I was editing um, the interview the chip for chat with Leon, I um, afterwards when I hung up with him, I was like, damn, I think I'm, I I I've, I I mispronounced his name, and I everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> it was like stuck in my throat. So can you can you teach me now how to say your last name? It's like thinking of a guitar chord or um, or. That that nut with the little hat on it, but put an N where the D or put a D where the N is, an acorn. Oh wait, we're getting a, we're or, getting another call. I or, think this is Kurt. Hold on a second. Wow. Hello, old dog. Always being interrupted. Old dog. <laughs> old dog's new tricks party line. Who shall say? It's Brad. Brad's here. <laughs> <It's> Brad. <laughs> Brad, are you in your car on your way to see a trick? I am in my car. Uh, well, we'll leave the rest of your imagination. <laughs> say say hello to everyone and introduce yourself. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Kurt Bonham. I played Brad King on Old Dogs and New Tricks. You can tell he's really worried about being, like, typecast. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, so we, we were just talking uh, about uh, Leon's last name and how to properly pronounce it. And we're actually... We're all talking about like our goofiest moments or embarrassing moments uh, being as actors in the field, and we started off with the subject of headshots and and names and stuff. So Leon was just telling uh, us how how to properly pronounce his last name because it's stuck in my throat at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I could say something as to that, but I'm going to keep it clean. <laughs> Uh, that that's Brad's that's Brad's department to make those jokes. No, it's it's a chord with a long a. Um, I've had people tell me, oh, you should get mad, you should correct people. But I, if I did, I would I would you know, I'd run out of breath. I, it's you know, I'm not all that sensitive to it. But yeah, if you want to if you want to really make me happy, it's a chord with one c. A chord. Okay, everyone, can we say it all at the same time? This is a healing moment for Leon. Acorn. Acorn. Oh my God, I'm getting erect. That is fabulous. <laughs> Anyone else wants to share any any juicy like? Well, this is Bruce. I can tell you an embarrassing story about an audition, and I can do it in five minutes or less. Ooh. Um, I um had an old eight by ten, and I was going to sign up for a, a dating site, uh, so shall we uh, call it? So I thought, oh, I'll just use this picture. So I scanned it and posted it. And then I forgot about it. And then a few months later, I had an audition, and I didn't have any 8x10s, and I was rushing, and I, you know, trying to get the resume stapled. I grabbed one out, and it was the older one. Stapled the resume on the back, rushed to the audition, barely made it, handed it to the um, casting director, and he said, are you on Adam for Adam? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, no. And he said, oh, uh, right? <laughs> you, you never post a face picture. Those are private. See? Wow. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get the part either. <laughs> oh, oh no. So busted. So busted. <laughs> my oh, worst baby. audition my worst audition was um oh god, I even forget what it was for, but the casting director had her infant child there. And um I was doing the, you know, overdone monologue Tom the the shoe factory thing from Glass Menagerie. 
and um, the kid starts fussing and crying, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to let this throw me. I'm going to keep going. I keep going. I keep going. About halfway through, the casting director picked the baby up and started breastfeeding right in front of me as I'm doing oh, the monologue. Oh, my God. That, that's my worst story. I didn't get that wow. part either. Wow. <laughs> but I got through the monologue. I was determined. I was, you know, I was going to impress her and not let it throw me, and I got through it and, and then went out in the hall and went, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I think I did that at the audition for Carved in Stone, and I don't even have a child that small. <laughs> um, <laughs> David, what's your worst worst audition story? I don't have bad auditions. I get every job. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, except except for, uh, on Old Dog's New Trick, as as the character as the character uh, Ross. <laughs> right, and the, the, the art does not imitate life. Ooh, you sound like a top. <laughs> you scare me, Ross. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. I, I, you know, I, you have to, you have to forgive the geek in me. I'm, I'm probably going to refer to you guys uh, as your characters from time to time, instead of your real names. <laughs> it doesn't bug me. I'm always surprised when actors get freaked out by that because I think that's, you know, actors who are obscure actors. Are longing for that, and it's like as soon as they get it, then they like do this once, you know, the complete turnaround about it. At, at the moment, all of you guys are are waiting uh, or are have started. Actually, you you haven't started production for season two yet, right? So you, no, we're in pre-production. You're in pre-production, so you're you're doing photos, you're you're doing um, uh, podcasts and interviews here and there, and live streaming interviews. Uh, on, I'm trying to keep it. Trying to keep the brand out there and it's sort of active while we're, you know, not producing new episodes yet. But um, also, you know, like working on locations and casting, which is almost done, and um, scheduling. But a, a lot of that is dependent on fundraising. And once that's, you know, we have the majority of that, then we'll lock down locations and schedules and stuff. We, we, we we're hoping to premiere in January. So. Um, We'll have lots of little teasers and stuff before then. So pre production um is is rather arduous and, and January is very far away. I was hoping you know, I'm I'm gonna be, you know, a little blunt here, but I was hoping to have the show at least by October. Like when the new iPhone shows up. <laughs> oh, Loan me ten thousand well, dollars you got it. With your generous donation of fifty thousand dollars, that can happen. Ouch. <laughs> we'll give you two seasons for fifty thousand dollars. We'll we'll double your pleasure. Yeah, we can credit cards too. We'll, we'll have it for problem. you by next week if you give us that. <laughs> so we'll come to your house and perform it live. We will drop everything. And part of the problem too is that these this cast, I mean, they work all the time. So just the 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 feat of getting everyone together at roughly the same time, it, it, it's daunting. So there's that too. Well, yeah, you guys, your Indiegogo is about to um, end in seven days, and seven days, and yeah, lucky seven. So and you, lucky seven. You guys are hitting it hard in terms of, especially you, Leon. I see it on Facebook all the time, and on in my Gmail. How much you're promoting um, while trying to get people to donate? Well, just trying to, you know, the the thing is, the mistake that I learned from was that we should have started fundraising for season two the day the finale for season one aired. Mm. 
you know, I think we lost some momentum. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this over overkill is just trying to like whip up a little bit of that frenzy that was going on during season one. Um, we'll see. And well, the thing with Indiegogo too, it's, it always seems like people, I'm, I, I'm the same way, <laughs> a procrastinator. Um, it yeah. really seems to pick up the last few days. So, and we have other things we're looking at too for fundraising. So it's not just all on Indiegogo. Well, I think you guys are doing a fabulous job in, to, uh, in terms of fundraising and, and adding those perks to uh, different levels of donations. Um, I was surprised that the highest donation, I think it was $5,000, um, people get a, whoever donates that much gets a private party with a cast. Well, we haven't had anyone give us that, have they? <laughs> have we? <laughs> wow. Well, I, you know, if I had the money, I would have been the first one because I think you guys are great. Uh, you guys are funny. Oh, well, go get a loan and, or, you know, sell your car. <laughs> <laughs> I would you love can hitchhike, hitchhike to L.A., and there we go. Exactly. I would love to have the opportunity to be in L.A. I've never been to L.A. <laughs> oh, where are you? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> L.A. Well, we just had a small earthquake over where I live, so <gasps> really? keep that in mind if you're planning to visit. Oh. That's something yeah, about L.A. You know, when I first moved here, because in San Francisco, if there was an earthquake, you felt it pretty much everywhere. In L.A., you can have an earthquake in a neighborhood, uh, the first earthquake I felt in L.A. when I moved here, I was like immediately turning on the news and nothing. I'm like, what? 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 Am I going crazy? <gasps> but no, you're going to have like little little earthquakes like on one part of town and nobody feels it anywhere else. Really? That's interesting. We're all kind the of... I mean, the the, the, the really, small one. The small one. The last time we had a, a, a semi-major one, I was in the middle of doing laundry and I actually thought that it was the thing that happens where there's an uneven load in the machine and it starts banging against the side. I said, God damn those towels. I've got to rearrange them now. No, the whole city is coming down around us. <laughs> I, I, uh, I used to love earthquakes. I used to think they were really fun until I was living in Northridge for the big Northridge oh. earthquake. And then what happened? Ooh. What changed your mind? Oh, 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 now? Oh, boy. If I, like, feel a quake starting, I'm, like, up looking for where I need to go. You know, he turns gay during an earthquake. I then, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, then I, he's I, like, "Oh I, my god!" They are no longer fun because I expect everyone now to be like Northridge, like it's gonna, it's just gonna slam, and you know everything's gonna go to to hell. Oh my! Yeah, well, what are we supposed to do if there's an earthquake? Really, what can we do? Well, we just have to sort of shit sit your right pants. It's <laughs> <laughs> usually what I, I do. I'm not was the was the Northridge quake hurt stronger than the San Francisco quake? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think San Francisco was 7.4. Is that right? That can't be right. The one in and more importantly, how were the piano bars affected? <laughs> <laughs> they did the best business. I know that's what I did that night. I went out to a bar and got really shit-faced. It was... And the power Leon was, and was his really sidecars cool. cannot be beat. Uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty much all you can do. I think that was a straight scotch night that night. That was that was. So well, you couldn't see the mixed drinks. All the, I mean, the power was out everywhere, and there was a bar on the corner that just opened up. I couldn't believe they did it. If I owned a business, I'd be like locking the doors. But yeah, they were serving everyone. It was packed, and it was quite a scene. Well, I w- I want to know what that does to, like to the sex if you're like having sex while that's happening. 
Well, I can tell you, you don't notice it. <laughs> I know, if it's good, you wouldn't. And if you yeah. do notice it, if it's really good, you won't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I feel the drink, earth like... move under <laughs> my feet. I feel the sky falling down. People tell me there was one in 2009 when I moved here, but I distinctly remember being in a car and I had a date. And uh, I'm pretty sure we were making out. I didn't feel well, a thing. Well, it was good. You didn't even notice. See, if it's good, yeah. it doesn't. Wow. I mean, I... I... We, should, we should make fun because, you know, tomorrow we're going to have like a 9.8 or something. <laughs> right? Ah. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I, think, I think Northridge would have uh, would have uh, disturbed anybody. Mm. Yeah. Northridge happened in the 80s, right? No, uh, 94. Oh, 94, yeah, right. 90. Okay, that's when all those highways come down. And then L.A. had a big one like in 74, didn't it? 76? Uh-huh. Wow. Well, I imagine what, what that would do to somebody's makeup also while you're doing makeup or you're on the set <laughs> doing makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I once had laser yeah, don't, eye Don't think surgery. about people on the operating table or anything who have a shot. <laughs> no, like, I'm going to say. I, was having, no, exactly. I had laser surgery on my eye, and I was like thinking, oh, God, what if at that very moment there's an earthquake? Because, you know, laser surgery is very precise and any kind of movement could... But fortunately, no. Drama queen. That's me. <laughs> We're talking about earthquakes here. Are there, are there going to be any earthquakes in season two? There has to be. There has to be. You know, it's, it's funny in our early promotion materials when we were talking about how representative of WeHo our show is going to be. We mentioned, you know, traffic, porn stars, earthquakes. So, yeah, we'll have one eventually. It'd be a great cliffhanger for a season, wouldn't it? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. During the wedding, I think. That'd be good. <laughs> During the... That's how you could swap Nelson Van Eddy. <laughs> <laughs> have him fall into the earth and have him swallowed up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nelson Van Eddy no. will be hanging from a cliff, and, and somebody will say, oh, just leave her. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, after you kill me off the next season, you can decide you want to bring me back, and you'll have to have, like, an identical, like, oh, this is his cousin or something like that, you know? Like when they killed Lisa Hartman off on Knott's Land, remember? Uh, right. It's Melvin. Uh, they're like, oh, shit, she was a popular character. <laughs> well, she's not really it seems like It uh, seems like a prerequisite for any soap opera to uh, <laughs> kill off a character and bring back their, their, their identical cousin. <laughs> right? It's more fun when they both show up at the same time. There's a storyline here, like Dead Ringer and stuff like that. Far away through night and day, you fly. Welcome back. That was 
the Pet Shop Boys, Home and Dry, the Obrihaim, or Haim, yeah, the Obrihaim DMX 1984 remix. <laughs> Wasn't that a cool track? And that track is f- available for free on SoundCloud.com, um, and you'll find the link to that track and others from this show on the show notes at www.oralfixpodcast.com. So, I hope you are enjoying the show so far and are laughing with us. We had a great time, I and the rest of the guys from Old Dogs and New Tricks. And um, in this second uh, section of the interview... Uh, we find out more about Bruce's favorite episode from Old Dogs and New Tricks, as well as uh, the guys get to reminisce about old shows that they love, like Dynasty and uh, Man from Atlantis. And we also get into uh, their geek obsessions, as as well as Amanda. <laughs> Stay tuned for that part. <laughs> Um, and we also talk about, um, David's, uh, he has like this voiceover type of voice that I, he's going to be using for a future, um, I, I think it's a theater projection, I, if I remember correctly. And, uh, man, I, it's just a barrel of laughs, this show. And I, I haven't laughed this hard since I think maybe... Um, when we, uh, when Manila Luzon was on the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. So without further ado, part two of Chip for Chat with Old Dogs and New Tricks. The cast. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite episodes of the show is that stuck in a jam episode where everybody's stuck in their various cars talking and ranting. I think that's very, uh, I'm, I'm not in that uh, episode, but it's it's just very typical of LA, you know? You get into your car, you're stuck, and you just decide to continue having the conversation anyway. I don't think that's quite a witty episode. I'm surprised no one's done it before. Maybe someone has, and I just haven't seen it. But it, it just seems to me with shows set in L.A., how could you not address that? And how much we all live in our cars, so like traveling purses or, or briefcases in a sense. You know, everything's yeah. there. Yeah. A oh, yeah. Oh my God! That that was... and you find you actually you have conversations sometimes with people who really bore the living crap out of you because you know you're <laughs> going to be stuck for a long time. So if you're, let's get this call out of the way now. I have nothing better to do. So don't bore me for twenty minutes. I'm stuck anyway. See, she okay. is Lydia. That's time management skills. She. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say earlier she's she's very practical and mm-hmm. <laughs> and witty. She just jumps right in. She's a firecracker. <laughs> She's also singing in two episodes in season two. No. Yes. Oh, what are, what are you singing? <laughs> We're working on that. Well, that. well, yes, that's kind of like a little bit of a surprise, but um, they'll... There'll be some... I think there'll be some imitations happening. I think we're going to work that in. We have a, right. an epic... We have an epic two-part wedding episode. She's going to sing at the reception, <laughs> and then in the next-to-last episode of the season, Lydia debuts her cabaret act. <gasps> oh! Oh! Yeah. Have you ever been in a cabaret, Amanda? Just a pop shit in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> she just, what a cabaret is my life. Cabaret is my life. 
I mean, she's a cabaret star in L.A. I mean, and oh, very good. And and for those of us who are, I know you're not in L.A., but for those of us who are, that will be July 26th at the Gardenia. Oh, really? And I'll make it a, yes. Oh, and I'll make it a very, very cheap cover, so it's affordable for everyone. Because uh-huh. that's the kind of gal I am. Well, you have another show, too, right? Put it on your calendar. What? Uh, there we go. Amanda? Yes? You have another show, correct, right? Also? I, well, I, well, it's, the, it's the, the, the reading. In the desert. Yes, well, that, yeah, that's Friday, Rancho Mirage. So anybody oh. who's local there, I certainly don't expect anybody from L.A. to drive down in that traffic unless they want to do you know, a remake of the episode Stuck in a Jam and talk to a lot of boring <laughs> people on the way down there. Wow. But here's what we do for our art down here, okay? It's going to be about a two-and-a-half-hour drive down there. It's an hour show and a two-and-a-half-hour drive back. Am I crazy or what? I'm crazy. No. You love it. I do. I do. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. And Uh when he said the desert, I thought it was like Burning Man, and I would have loved to see that. (laughs) I would like to see Amanda perform at Burning Man, actually. That that would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Get her all decked out. Just imagining the costume. Okay, here's a here's a question. If you, if you had the opportunity to perform in Burning Man, what would you perform and what would you be wearing? <laughs> Solo performances that, that is. All of us or ma- Who, whoever wants uh, to take that question. <laughs> I I think uh, this is Kurt. I think uh I think I'd have to just go, you know, birthday suit fire eating. You'd have to sing Bite Me, Kurt. <laughs> oh, there you go. With fire eating and fire blowing. <laughs> oh, I would love to see that. Ever since I saw the behind the scenes of <laughs> you and Leon <laughs> doing the um, 70s flashback, and you were wearing those... 80s, 80s. I'm we're sorry. Not that 80s. old. <laughs> <laughs> With my flock of seagulls hair. <laughs> Which can be yours for $250 on Indiegogo. The first person who... <laughs> actually, no, I think we actually got that today. Um Really? And if you want, I'll wear it and sweat in it again if you want. Oh. <laughs> well, we haven't washed it in the pilot, so. I always think it would be good to do Liza at Burning Man. Oh, and I think that would play. Black sequins oh. in the desert? Ooh. Well, you know, she could just, I, I know she'd just be, you know, coming right out with it, being getting right down with the people and say, you know, Mama always told me that if you're burning... Maybe you shouldn't be drinking while you're smoking. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> Anyone can top that? No. <laughs> nice talking to you. Good night, everybody. Uh, I can imitate Sue Ellen Ewing, but I'm not going to. All this Dallas mania. Oh my. I know, you know, we love it. Do it. Do it. No. Really? Do it. It was you, Chris. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's all. It was you, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> you shot Jay Oh, I'm so excited. I'm I'm such a geek. I'm so excited about the the remake, <laughs> or the reboot. Or... So, uh, so I I have a, a you know s- several questions, and I've asked um, two of them already. And the other one is. Um, you know, uh, a lot of this podcast is about technology para- uh, and newly paranormal stuff and 
sex and gadgets and relationships. So um, I'm going to throw something out more like on the geek side. Um, I I'd, I would love to hear like you know geek moments from you guys and and um, a, a, any geeky moments you you like obsessions that you may have. So um, oh, let's start with Ra. Uh, I'm sorry, David. See, there I go. I'm, I'm calling him by his character's name. <laughs> Well, I'm not a geek. I mean, I own a computer, and I just got an iPhone, and I don't understand any of it. So, um, you know, I, I can do what I know how to do with it, but there's nothing that I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, I think they're amazing, but um, I'm just not a technology guy. You know, I'm in my 50s. I, it, it's, it's, you know, I, 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 I learn what I need to know for it, but um, I miss the days of, you know, yellow pads and pencils, so. Oh, and slates? Did you ever have slates growing up? <laughs> Did I ever have what? Slates, like in Little House on the Prairie. Yes, oh, and his teacher was Miss Crabtree. <laughs> and I still use an abacus. <laughs> he doesn't even tweet. You don't tweet, David? Oh, no. No, no tweeting. <laughs> so is this an iPhone 4S? It is. It is. Are you compulsed by anything by it yet? Like something simple that you love to do over and over again? Well, I, I, I love, I hate, I hate texting. So I love the fact that you just push that little microphone and Siri will take your text down for you. And then you send it. Um, that, that to me is really, really great. So you haven't had an argument with Siri yet? Not yet. In fact, you know, you see the commercials where she's being all clever with, you know, John, um, what's his name? Um, John Malkovich, and, you know, she's having this whole thing with Zooey Deschanel, and every time I've asked her something, she's been like, that's not for me to say, David. <laughs> so she's not being very clever with me, so, you know, but I still love her. I love her to death. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't any idea, David. Oh, okay, well, okay. <laughs> See, I want a foul mouth when it says, oh, fuck off, Leon, you know? <laughs> Oh, I bet you can hack it. One that says, enter your fucking phone. (laughs) Jailbreak it. (laughs) You can't handle the truth. (laughs) How about you, you, Kurt? Any geek obsessions? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I'm a a total geek. I mean, from from when I was was little, uh, uh, everything, well, I was a Dungeons and Dragons player, so that's gone way geek. and I, you know, that's dangerous. Family, we got Dungeons and Dragons family. is dangerous. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> greatest game ever. Um, no, and I, I'm a Star Trek geek and Doctor Who and all that stuff. And I, and I, I'm, you know, my friends call me Gadget Guy. I, you know, I've, I've had computers since I was little. I was, you know, programming on the Apple IIe. Oh. You know, way back in the in the day, and and now, you know, I have my my Android phone and my tablet and my computer and everything's hooked up. I have my sling box so I can, you know, watch my cable box from my phone. And, you know, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I like all that stuff. Wow. And, uh, you, you are true geek. You have a sling box. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you're a true gay geek. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not uh, even gay. You're. <laughs> no. He's just a good actor. <laughs> you're. A... <laughs> <laughs> we can pretend for now. Well, you, we we have to put on the the airs and the the the, the pretense also, so we can get more of a, of a queer following. 
<laughs> just say it like in quotes, verbally. Like, oh, you're gay. Quotes. Gay. You know, audible. I'm gay. I'm gayish. How's that? Gay. No, I gay, gay friendly is fine. <laughs> you haven't turned me off yet, so I, I'll, I'll convert you soon. Probably by the end of the interview. I see. <laughs> this is going to turn into a phone sex orgy. I knew it. <laughs> How about Jeff? Are you a geek of any sort? Uh, any obsessions? Somewhat. I mean, I guess I guess I accumulate devices. Like I, you know, I have a desktop, a laptop, uh, the iPhone. And speaking of headshots and photography, uh, I have a pretty nice um, Canon Rebel uh, camera, but it's four years old and I haven't fully read the instructions. You know, I'm kind of like a, a regular guy. Why read instructions when you could just fiddle? So <laughs> mm. But um, this, this whole iCloud conversion is really befuddling me. Like, finally, over two nights, I think I converted both my computers to new software that they make you buy, which pissed me off. And But now I, I still don't get why is it not converting? What do I have to do? What do I have to do, dear God, to convert to iCloud? And I don't want to get rid of, like, all the photos I accumulate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to... I don't want to... Yeah, we know what you mean. all the information. Oh, those kind of photos? <laughs> The photos. Oh, the photos, in quotes. Oh. Wait, wait, the photos of, <laughs> of Bruce on Manhunt? Oh, wait, wait, Adam for Adam? Please, not Manhunt. I'm not on that one anymore. <laughs> I got kicked off because I'm too old. Yeah. What? You, they have an age limit on that one? What? They have, a, they have an age limit on that? No, increasingly yeah, I became aware. Uh, I think it's 99. You know how we have we have our real think, internet you just what gave me that? a great uh, an idea for a storyline. Brad could like maybe clicktrick.com as a cutoff period. <laughs> when they get kicked off the site, they all come to my house for dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he sues them or something. Oh, I don't know. Just, we've got to run no, for like only- 13 years so I can like use up all these ideas. I'm sorry, what? No, the only problem I have with technology, this is Bruce, is um, I haven't had any problem because I, you know, started with what, fax machines working in the office and then we moved on from there to, we finally got email, the internet, superhighway. Mm. In middle age, the only thing I struggle with is I can't remember all the damn passwords. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I routinely oh, yeah. forget. It's, I've had my passcode reset so many times on my Blackberry, it's not even funny. I just, uh, one time I had it reset. And, like, maybe two hours later, I couldn't remember it. I had to call back. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I uh, can't remember it. Sorry. Isn't that weird? That is. No, it's not weird. A- I'm totally I'm totally in the, on the same page with you on that. It's a big you pain in the ass. Worst. Oh, really, Lydia? Tell us about it. <laughs> tell, us, tell us how much of a pain in the ass technology is. <laughs> well, no, with the, with the passwords, if you could uniformly do one thing, we'd all remember it. But sometimes, no, we want six letters, two symbols, and a hieroglyphic, and you need to do a Spanish exclamation point before and after. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, uh, and you, did I do it capitalized? Does it have to be uppercase, lowercase, your sister's ass? I don't know. I can't, I can't take it. I can't re- and then And then when they think they're doing you a favor, they send you a temporary password. 
They said to help you, and that temporary password is SBXYZN543821YZRCRQXY. And that's supposed to make life easier for you. Do you see why the gays love her? Oh, my God. I'm tearing over here. Your sister's. No, I can't. I can't take it. I have these things. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, these, these passwords are written down like on the back of checkbooks, uh, you know, uh, on, on my cereal box. I don't know where to put them anymore. Amanda, just tattoo them on your arm or on your ass or so. I guess you couldn't see it then. No, you couldn't see it there. What? what? <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, you wouldn't be able to turn around to see it. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> Amanda and I, Kurt and Amanda and I shared a dressing room. In a show once, oh. so we've seen each other pretty much regularly. Between <laughs> between that and Curtin, my little aborted love scene, we've we've seen each other in skivvies quite often. Mm. Uh, yes, well, I thought it was very funny when we did this show together, and and a friend of mine came to see the show, and she said, "Well, you must be the lucky one, the only girl in the cast, so you have a separate dressing room." I almost peed myself laughing. <laughs> separate, <laughs> separate dressing room. I, I hope this doesn't piss you off, Amanda, but when we did the show in San Francisco, uh, uh, Matthew Martin, a pretty well-known drag queen, played her parts, and he actually did get a separate dressing room. I'm like, so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what, just because I didn't standard, have... Standards are different there in San Francisco. You know, Drag queens get respect. Well, is it is it just a diva thing, or was it because I don't have to tuck? Um, No, there was just actually this huge dressing room hall in this one isolated, um, and because he was doing drag and had, well, actually didn't have more makeup than I did. Nobody has Um, more makeup than I do. Come on. Let's get real. Well, no, for Quentin Crisp, I I kind of painted it on, but um, he had like three, well, you know, three costume changes in that part and changes of makeup, three wigs. You know, we thought, well, if there had been a separate dressing room, Amanda, you would have got it. (laughs) <laughs> All right. All right, we'll let it go this time. Actually, no, Kurt would probably want it because he's the straight guy and, you know, we have to protect him. <laughs> what, for me? I'm, I'm very delicate. Yes, exactly. From <laughs> all the lascivious gay men who were in the show. Were there any um, hard moments uh, filming this first season? Any hard scenes for you guys? <laughs> What kind are you talking about? Well, difficult, hard, or uh... I guess that 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 one will fall on muscles. Who is Jeffrey Patrick Olsen? So, Jeffrey, you want to answer that? Because <laughs> you have those those, those those hot scenes where with Tom Beards. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Oh, come on, Jeff. So, Give it to us. Give it to us. <laughs> there, there was, I felt a little something knocking on my knee when we were doing that scene. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Oh, my. God. I'm sure that happened. Speaking of which, have you, have you seen the Red Band trailer for Magic Mike? No. Uh, no. Like, find it. Watch it. Oh. <laughs> it has something banging against someone's knee. That's, it's oh. a Red Band trailer, so it's, you know, rated R. Oh, Oh, oh! I didn't know what that meant. But uh, yeah, so so maybe there was. <laughs> that must happen. That must happen as actors uh, quite often. I mean, because I mean, we're we're all humans, and our bodies 
are sexual. I mean, we're all sexual beings, so you know our bodies well, respond. Um, but they're a true exhibitionist. I mean, it's it was pretty. I mean, they were very gracious to us. There was only two or three other people in the room, you know, when we did our little kissy kissy scene. <laughs> Fortunately, I got to be script script supervisor that day. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be in the room. <laughs> it was steamy. It was. It was. Jeffrey's far too shy and modest. I'll say it was. It was hot. We had a. We had a fireplace going too, so that could have been. No, it was hot. Mm. I think they have good chemistry. I can't wait to see what they do in season two. I can't wait for you to see what they do in season two because we're kind of. No, I'm not going to say. No more spoilers. Just have to tune in and see what happens. David, any hard moments in filming? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going sexually here. <laughs> filming season one? No, it was a, just it was a total pleasure. Everybody was great. And, um, like the chroma key seems like it might be a challenge to do, like at least for me. But I that's the when what? the chroma key, uh, the green screens. Oh, for the driving scenes for the stuck in the jam. Yeah, I. No. That was then for that, you know, for the technical people to have to deal with. For us, it was just, you know, just playing the scene. Mm. David's such a pro. (laughs) He really is. Totally. (laughs) Also, (laughs) I was looking at the footage from the photo shoot, David. You cracked me up when Kurt was doing his (sighs) business, and you were just in there, and then this little doll voice go, you whore. (laughs) It was so David has this great little sense of humor that's like helium in a balloon that he like sort of just like lets out in bits at a time. <laughs> and when he does, it's really oh, funny and unexpected. Uh, who, Say what? Somebody just imitated him. Who was it? Would he, he, that was me. <laughs> was that you, Jeff? <laughs> no. Oh, that it was Jeff. Don't say it. Welcome back. That was Kimbra, Settle Down, the Polaris at Noon remix. Polaris at Noon started following the Oral Fix podcast this week, and I went to check out his music, and his music was awesome. And I took this track, and I made it the track of the day a couple of days ago. And uh, what I usually do for the new listeners that are listening, I... For the track of the day, I spread the word out on all the social networks for the Oral Fix podcast, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, 
And when I do that, all the followers um, listen to it and they go and jump on the musician's page, which normally the musicians are from SoundCloud.com, uh, the DJs and singers and whatnots. So um, he was really thankful that I did that because, and most of the people that I highlight and I do that for um, on the blog for the track of the day or mix of the day or the week or the month, um, you know, you guys really go out there and, and download and, and, you know, those clicks are, it's like, it's a form of feedback, <laughs> I, I guess. Um, but you know, what you're doing is you're really supporting these artists and, um, they're very thankful. So, um, he's going to be even more excited when he finds out that I, I track, I put this track on this episode of the oral fix podcast. And, um, you know, I, I hope you guys, I guess I'm doing something right. Cause nobody's really sending in feedback or telling me what I should be doing or what they don't like. So, and you guys keep listening and downloading the podcast. So I'm very thankful for that, but I would appreciate it if you guys could, you know, rank the podcast actually, you know, uh, wherever you're listening to it, um, iTunes, Stitcher, you know, or, or leave some comments somewhere on Facebook or Google plus very, it would be much appreciated. So without further ado, here's part three. And we're picking up where uh, we left off with David's little helium voice character guy. And then we get into a deep discussion. Uh, well, we get into some of season two's highlights with the celebrities. And a deep discussion about anti-bullying and about Magic Mike the movie. Everybody's trying to steal my thunder. I'll never speak in that voice again. I'll, I'll never refer to... He has no sense of humor, Henry. He just never cracks a smile or cracks a joke. Wow, yeah. he's, put, he's... All the rumors you've heard about funny voices, completely untrue. <laughs> completely untrue. <laughs> <laughs> now you sound like the guy from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in uh, Land of the Lost Toys. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> the little jack-in-the-box. <laughs> In fact, you were doing that when we shot the scene when we were coming out of the courthouse with, with you in the neck brace and the pilot. I can't remember what you kept saying, but you... Was in that little voice? Oh, oh, sorry, I almost did it again. But it was really funny. I remember, because I think it was the first scene we shot together, and I thought, oh, he's going to be fun to work with. Because he's like a really good actor and very in the moment, but he keeps it light with that sense of humor that he allegedly does or does not have. Oh, so he likes I'm improv. so old. I don't remember anything. I don't remember any of that, Leon. I, I, <laughs> I don't remember meeting you. I remember nothing. That was two years ago. I'm just, I'm too senile. <laughs> but how are you with your passwords? <laughs> no, I have to change those sleep. every day, too. <laughs> well, for password? the password today is... I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> What's the password of the day? I forgot. <laughs> yes, we're all old enough to remember password. Oh my! So, how, how much time do you guys uh, do you guys like have any type of, like a a a group time together just to to bond and before you know you do scenes or after or afterwards or something like to, you know you, you guys seem like you, you you've known each other like forever now. I mean, to me, it, uh, you know, as a result of having you on the show today. Um, it just feels like forever. 
No. <laughs> it was a joke, guys. It was a joke. <laughs> I think we're genuinely really close as a cast. I, 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 it is like that. We don't need any like time to warm up when we get together, you know? The one thing that I find really nice is that we're all uh, very different type-wise, but personality-wise, even our ways of working are different, but we all, instead of, like, you know, chafing against that, we all kind of, I think, embrace it and just go with it. And um, it is, it's one of the best casts I've ever worked with, if not the best. So, you know, until we all become really successful and start making demands. And then... mm. <laughs> or when somebody gets uh, a little slighted by the new actors who are coming on, yeah. like Greg Luganis and... <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I know Brad wants a spinoff and, you know, Rhoda, Flo. <laughs> I ne- I'm not the one that ever brought it up, so don't... I know, but you... <laughs> oh, do tell. <laughs> you were disappointed when I did, so... <laughs> no, I just joked to him because the pilot, after we had the uh, screening for the pilot and went over so well, we had lunch. And I'm like, okay, I know what the first thing you're going to ask me, spin off, right? Which wasn't what he was going to ask me. A joke. A bad, bad joke. Yeah, but, don't, but don't forget it. But don't forget it. <laughs> I won't. Um, as long as I don't go the way of Joey. Uh, that's all right. Joey who? Yeah, Joey's another one. Another spinoff that... <laughs> Uh, See, uh, what we'll have to do is just call it Brad, because it seems like the spinoffs that are just a person's name, Flo, Rhoda, Phyllis. Like Blossom? Well, that, that wasn't a spinoff, though, was it? No, not really. No. Okay, that that fell flat. That was... But in my opinionation, the sun is going to surely shine. See, at least I... Oh, my God, Amanda, you just freaked me out. Oh, my God. I know, that was a I know that moment. Henry, Henry, Henry's thinking to himself, I wish I had just had Amanda on the show. <laughs> Why so we could just sing old theme songs all night? I would join you, Amanda. <laughs> you could you could co host the show a show or two with me next time. <laughs> we finally got a piece oh, of the pie. No, that was a last name, so that one lasted a while. Yes. That was a good spinoff. I think my phone battery is dying. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are we saying goodbye to you? Not yet, but if I suddenly disappear. Uh-oh. Okay, you call back. Just... Uh-oh. Leon's, Leon's on life support. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Watching the juice slowly drain out of the... Um, now, Bruce, you you have a, a, a really... Um, interesting um actor's uh resume uh, <laughs> um I, I really didn't i couldn't picture you being on sesame street <laughs> can you what <laughs> oh stop that's not me <laughs> uh B- bruce hart let's see 19, 1938 to 2006 that's not no, you but i was on a tv show in the 80s <laughs> i was on just a ton of us were you really you was yeah I was a 30-year-old high school student. <laughs> if you do the math, you can figure out how old I am now. Ah, yeah, it was one of the last things I did before I sort of um, had an enforced break in my acting career for a while. So, yeah, it was, it was quite interesting. I did a play with... It was like doing a little play. What was that? I did a play with um, one, of the, well, one of the guys in the play. It used to be one of the kids on Mr. Belvedere. Do you remember that show? 
Really? I met Kirk on the set. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything further than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're going to be diplomatic. I have to be diplomatic in this case. He might sue me. <laughs> you know, that's what people do when... No, uh, no I'm not saying anything else. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's so not Nelson. That's See, yeah. <laughs> No, not at all. That's why I love Nelson so much, because I get to do all the things that I, I think in my head. You know, my inside voice is now my outside voice as Nelson, so I'm super looking forward to season two, you know? <laughs> you know, can I just say how excited I am about season two? Because, number one, I, I think I'm going to get to do uh, more. I think my part's expanded a little bit. But also, all the exciting uh, guest stars we've got coming for season two. I mean, we've got Greg Luganus, We've got Doug Spearman from Noah's Ark. Um, Terry Garber from Dynasty. Who else? Ian Buchanan yes. from everything. Yeah. And, oh my God! Right. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, Michael Kearns. Michael Kearns. The first I know that'll be gay actor in Hollywood. Yeah, people will, 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 I'm sure, enjoy tuning in to see them. But it's also going to be exciting to work with them. Oh, oh my God! That wedding episode. Everyone's there. Everyone who's been in the show. Well, not everyone. Well, all the main characters are there. All all the guest stars from season two are in those two episodes. Um, it's going to be epic. I can't wait. And Amanda Sings. So, so. <laughs> I think Barbara Stanwyck's going to be there. <laughs> Looking perpetually uh, slapped, as always. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, Jared Barkley, no fighting, please. <laughs> Don't give away too much, Amanda. <laughs> Now, can I get deep, um, a little deep and down with you guys? You guys mind? Um, like you know, okay. So, um, and and you know, um, and I I would love to hear your your take on it also, um, Kurt. Is uh, the whole um, Tyler Clementi uh, story and case and everything regarding bullying? What and personally uh, on. On a personal level, how do you guys feel about that? And and the verdict of Tyler Clemente's, uh, well, Deron Ravi's sentencing, if you have been following it. Um, remind me. I know I've I've heard I've heard I've heard this. Tyler with, with, Tyler Clemente is the uh, young man uh, from Rutgers. Well, he went to Rutgers University in New Jersey, who jumped off yeah. of the George Washington Bridge yeah, two years ago. Oh right, yes, right. The, and the the the, um, the guy got off, right? Um, his roommate was spying on him and then sent, submitted the video, right. so people would basically laugh at him because he was kissing a boy. Right. Right. I, and, and he wasn't charged, or he got, like, probation or something? Or I think he got, like, 30 days. Yes, he? he got 30 days in the slammer, 300 hours of probation, um, well, community service, actually. And um, they said he got probation, but they won't say how much, you know, time of probation. And he got, he got slapped with $11,000. Uh, of fines, supposedly, which he supposed they they call they termed it fines, but they actually um, uh, said that it was supposed to be uh, donation money to anti anti bullying um, anti gay bullying organizations. They were supposed to pay that money to. I actually I don't have a problem with the thirty days as long as he's in a really hardcore prison like Oz. Because I think he's going to come face to face with karma mm-hmm. in a big. Well, he won't be face to face with it. Let me put it that way. Um, he he's might, going to get his. Might, he'll get his just desserts. My understanding is that um, the kid was already out of the closet, and it, this this seemed to be more not so much about 
the bullying thing, but the 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 breach of um, security yeah, and 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 and, 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 um, and privacy. And and to me, this just speaks of the fact that like. You know, and it, and I, it sounds like I am anti-technology. Um, I'm not at all. I think it's wonderful, but I think that people think just because they have the ability to do things, they don't they don't always have the right to do it. So, in other words, you know, if you're in a place and they say no pictures and you take a picture, then you're an idiot. I mean, you know, it's it's like just because you can do it, mm. you shouldn't you, you shouldn't do it. And, and in this situation, the fact that he could set up a webcam and put the kid in, and play a prank like that or whatever it was, you know, uh, humanity says you don't do that. Yeah. So to me, that, 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 that's indicative. This is all indicative of the fact that we're, that especially, you know, the younger people, they have so much technology that they don't always know the rules that should sort of go with it sometimes. You know, just I think the it's humanity rules. I think it's a combination of technology with the fact that, and God, I'm going to sound like a really old man here, but like these younger generations, like, you know, teams and schools now, they both get trophies, both the winners and the losers, because we don't want any of the kids to feel like they're less than. You know, we have made younger generations feel almost entitled to, to being exempt from the rules. And um, I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Right, and, and the social rules. I mean, the fact that you can sit at a table or you can see, you know, five kids sitting at a table and nobody's talking to each other because they're all on their phones. It's like, look, I mean, I get it. They're really cool and they're really great and all of that, but I really do feel like we're losing an element of communication and an, and an element of humanity because of technology. And there are certain, you know, not everybody, but I think it's pretty indicative of the fact that, you know, things have changed and it's it's swept so far because the stuff is so amazing that the human element seems to be I don't know I just think it's being left out. I think you're and right. There are times when you're sitting you're sitting at lunch with somebody you put the phone down you know mm, and I understand you, yeah. business and all of that but but at a certain point it's like how rude can you possibly be I think that you know we're learning now we're learning just exactly how rude people can be so I, I think that. Yeah, Everybody's well, no, that's, that's very true. People are not present. Your phone. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And the Tyler Clementi thing to me is, is a real tragedy because it is about somebody deciding that it was okay to do that, you know, yeah. that it was, that it was okay I, to stick a camera there. I think that um, gay people still, and I firmly believe this, it's still okay to think of gay people as something that can still be made fun of and poked fun of, and I think there's a certain trickle-down effect there. You still hear radio ads. You still hear radio ads like, like oh, the two jocks accidentally touched each other or mm-hmm. or, the, or an engagement ring ad. There's this one jewelry company that's always making jokes about, well, I'm not going to buy one for you, Skip. They're the owners, you know? Mm. It's, it's this dumb sort of bumbling um, shtick. Or the last it's group the, that it's okay to right. sort of marginalize. You, know? you can't make jokes about people of color. You can't make Jewish jokes, but you can sure pick on the gays. Right. And when the and when right. the white straight men lose that, oh shit! You know when we finally get it through their heads that it's unacceptable behavior. I think the reason they hang on to it, they've been forced to let go of you know racial prejudices and hopefully. <laughs> Thank you. That it's like it's their one last grasp that makes them feel superior, and when that's gone. Well, but of course, the, one of the main reasons why is because of the whole religious thing. That's why it's not okay. You know, you know, there's yeah. so much about you know the religious aspect of it that makes it not okay in somebody in so many people's eyes. And then out of that comes the whole discomfort of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's. Um, 
I mean, it is. It's the last vestige of, of you know, because if, if there were commercials now where, like, you know, an African-American woman and a white man, uh, you know, um, accidentally kiss, and if there was a moment after that, you'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's like there, there, there would, we almost wouldn't even get the joke because it'd be like, what is that, you yeah, know? But, but it still happens with the two guys, you know, like, oops. Yep. <laughs> you know, how'd that happen? <laughs> I'm still a guy. Let me go look oh, on my okay. car. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is annoying. I mean, I, I have no patience for it anymore. I have no patience for the double standard. You know, when it when that applies to um, homosexuals, it's just it's awful, and it needs to stop. And it and it's the thinking that leads to people like this Tyler Clementi thinking it's okay to make fun of. You know, to show a uh, to show a guy having sex with a guy so that he could you know so there'd be a stigma on him. You know, it's yeah. it's just it's just it's useless. It's it's absolutely useless thinking, and yet you know. It's that kind of Weird. that kind of mentality was one of the contributing factors to why I wanted to do this show. Oh. Because, uh, well, uh, okay, let's that go makes way back. Sense. Let's talk Dynasty. Okay. <laughs> I remember I was a young gay man who had just moved to San Francisco. Stephen Carrington finally had come out of the closet, had a gay lover. There was a scene of them in in his lover's apartment. Um, Billy Campbell played the lover. Billy stands up, says, "Let's go to bed." Taps. See Stephen on the shoulder and walks away. Now these are two guys who've been dating each other for about a month or two. Do you think this is really how they would like go to bed? Mm-hmm. That's stuck in my craw. It's like why is it okay to see men and women rolling around naked, sweaty, mm-hmm. tongues down each other's throats? But you know the gay guys. I mean things have changed. But I yeah, really but back then to... if you had done that, if they had done that, the show would have gone off the air. You oh, know, well, I mean, they, they couldn't yeah. do it, you know, but, and, and they, you know, we have to respect the, the strides that shows have made by, by no, being absolutely. There, there have been huge you know? strides, but I really wanted to just lay it all out. But now there, it doesn't wash like, anymore. Yeah, and didn't it doesn't wash anymore. Didn't they show that in that movie with, that Harry Hamlin did? Wasn't that like the very first thing and they did show him with his lover and that's why it was so... There was a prolonged so. kiss scene, and I, yeah. oh God, remember how the audiences freaked out? I was in Indiana at the time. The audiences, I thought the roof was going to come off the theater. I One of the scariest times seeing a movie, wow. being in that audience. Of wow. Hoosiers. Yeah, it was... It was well, one of my best... My favorite experience, though, with that was when I was I was going to school in Pittsburgh at the time, and we were waiting to go into this theater, and as the movie was letting out... Um, you know, the crowd was coming out, and in that crowd was Eddie Murphy. Oh. <laughs> coming out of making love. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I, that's just one of my favorite, you know. Did you just out Eddie Murphy? <laughs> um, I, you, you can, I think you he's can, done it to himself. <laughs> really? Yeah, right. I'm, all I'm doing it. I, all I'm doing is simply telling a story about a particular person in a particular <laughs> place. Movie. You, you do the math and figure it out yourself. There were straight people in my audience, so you didn't have to be gay to go to see it. But uh, <laughs> well, it's like that movie Magic Mike. I can't imagine any straight man going to see a movie about male strippers. I'm going to be really interested to see how that does at the box office. Yeah, exactly. If enough women will be able to, you know, give it that. Sex in the City boost. No. Who's going with me? I'll go. I'll go. Okay, you're on. Just to see, what's this guy from True Blood? 
Oh yeah. I'm going I'm going to every performance all day opening night. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Two, four, six, eight, ten, and twelve. I'm going to be at every single uh, one of them. <laughs> you might want to take some handy wipes or something. That might be too much yeah. to bear without some relief. Matt Bomer. Matt Bomer, come on. He is cute. He is cute. I know, right? Can anyone say yeah. his last name? Boner? Boner. Uh, that's Boner. the guy from True Blood? No, no, no. no, no, oh, no. The, the guy from True Blood. I can man chant and nearly lally. Matt, who? Say it? You wouldn't have to say his name. Your mouth would be full of it. I know. I can't. I, I feel like I have collar, to talk about it. <laughs> my friend Eldo, my makeup artist in New York, actually did Matt. Is it, is it with an M, Bomer, or Boner? Bomer. Anyway. Bomer. He, Okay, he, he did his makeup, and he was like, oh, God, Leon, in person, he is, like, so much more beautiful than he is. And I'm like, how could he possibly be more beautiful than he is on TV? Well, Chant Tatum has a really nice butt. I saw him shaking it, like, in some, like, night night show. <laughs> I'm not going to see it for him. He just doesn't do it for me. Oh, okay. Sorry. Who doesn't? He's actually kind of funny. No, Chant Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. I had a good sense of humor. I thought he was rather dull at first, but yeah. on SNL, he was actually really funny. He did a good job. And he I think it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Machine, No Light, No Light, the Landborg remix by Junior Koran. Another SoundCloud hit. And now we're at the end of the podcast, the end of the interview, actually. Um, and it just gets better and better. <laughs> now uh, we're off to role reversals. <laughs> um, and uh, we get into more uh, in-depth talk about, uh, you know, uh, the gay culture and um, the lack of spirituality in the gay community. And and we get into paranormal stuff as well. Um, <laughs> Leon shares his paranormal, paranormal experience, <laughs> which is very interesting, I have to say. And um and and then you know we wrap it up. So um thank you for sticking this far, and um don't forget you know to uh, rate the podcast. Without further ado, the rest of the old dogs and new tricks, chip for chat on the Oral Fix podcast. If you, if you guys had to do a role reversal, uh, who would you play? 
on on your show on Old Dogs New Tricks. I for about five New York seconds toyed with the idea of playing Brad. Oh. Just because the way I originally conceived Brad was that he was some because I wanted muscles. The guy who looked like he was could fuck a different guy every night would be the pure one, (laughs) and then have a guy who didn't look. You know, originally I wanted Brad's thing to be all about his endowment that he wasn't necessarily attractive or smooth. He was kind of supposed to be kind of geeky, but he got lots of action on the Internet because all he had to do was send a picture of his cock, and that would, you know. But <laughs> when Kurt got the part, that changed everything because Kurt is not unattractive. There's nothing about There's Kurt that I can't get laid. So, oh. um, But it worked out great. I love what Kurt does with Brad. How about you, Amanda? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I th- I think we lost Amanda. <laughs> you stunned her into silence. <laughs> she would probably play Nathan. That would be probably the closest. Yeah, I can see you're doing that. <laughs> I can play her part. <laughs> you know, usually I play nice characters, so I'd probably end up playing um, uh, Nathan Adler. I mean, because that's usually the sort of... That's true. You play, you've, you've played a lot of, I wouldn't say victims, but people who are... Um, <laughs> How many well, but the nice guy, who, the nice guy who expects the people, other people in the show to to not be as as I wouldn't say victim. Oh yeah, stereo, stereotype him in his role in Homewrecker. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not a victim in that one. I'm just oh, sort of. No. I'm in this new movie called Saltwater that's coming out, and I have sort of a. Uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's sort of a victimy sort of character. Um, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> Oh. Is that the vampire movie you were shooting? No, that we're still filming that one. Saltwater is the, the romantic comedy where I'm the older gay guy with the heart of gold. It's a cute story, so I'm saying it with a little 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 slip attitude, but it's a cute movie where I try to get these two Navy men together try to get them to fall in love because I want them to be happy. Oh, Dolly Levi. Hello, Dolly. Sort of. That comes out in July. That's uh, called Saltwater, but I don't want to derail the discussion with a movie plug. The, the vampire movie is still being shot. I, don't, I think that's coming out next year. And David just shot a uh, film in May in Chicago. Tell us about it, David. Um, it's a film called Scrooge and Marley, and guess what it is based on? It's based on A Christmas Carol, and it's sort of a gay take on it, and I play Scrooge, and it's, I think it's going to be wonderful. It's got um, original music in it, and it's it's very funny, but I mean, it follows it follows the Christmas Carol tale, but it's done contemporary Chicago, and um, I think there's there's some wonderful people in Bruce Valanche and Ronnie Crow and David Moretti and Megan Cavanaugh and Rusty Schwimmer. It's it's just it's been, it was a great group of people. So um, and the, the script is really good too. I got to run lines with David one day at a cafe, and it's it's a really good script. I can't wait to see it. It really is. It really mm. is. Um, is Bruce, is really Bruce in it or is he writing it? No, Bruce. No, 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 no David. No. Bruce plays oh, Bruce Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so they're, um, hopefully it'll be out uh, right before Christmas. That's when they're projecting it. Um, but it's just terrific. And they actually have an Indiegogo thing and a Kickstarter thing because they're in post-production. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it, it, they've, you know, they were able to raise enough to, to make the movie and to begin the editing and stuff. But they're, you know, in the process of that whole thing. So you can go to Scrooge and Marley, the movie.com and find out about... Um, you know, financing that too. That's the thing right now is just, you know, everybody, I'm, I'm involved in five things right now that are, um, you know, on Indiegogo or Kickstarter and it's just, 
you just wish that everybody could just snap their fingers and finish their art, you know. Uh, it's, uh-huh. it's frustrating because we have to, you know, we have to essentially ask people to help us, but we hope that, you know, people trust enough in, in the talents of the people involved um, to be able to say, yeah, you know, we get enjoyment out of this. It's essentially free, so what can we do to help it along, you know? Mm-hmm. So. It's, it, I hate asking people for money. It's the thing about doing the show. I absolutely... That's no, the, hard, the hardest thing, thing you in the world earlier, to do. The, the hard, hardest part of the show for me is that. And But then, you know, every couple of days, someone that I wouldn't expect donates or someone that I do expect donates more than I ever expected they would, and it, it lifts me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The only part about it that I enjoy is that brief, um, you know. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, public, public television has been doing it for years. Public oh, yeah. TV has been doing it for years. And and it's you know and and look what it spawned. I mean you know you have it you have excellent programming and it, mm-hmm. it's, and when they say you know it's because of you well it's true, and so I think that now we you know we've had to do that with um, with more mainstream stuff and and it's just the way it is right now. It's just the way the economy is. It's the and the fact that people are you know we have more technology that we can do it ourselves, but it's still not free. You can have the camera. And you know you can own all the, all the technology, but you still have to pay the actors, and you still have to you know. Well, you could do it for free and, if if you didn't care if it was good or not. Exactly, I mean, exactly, and that's when I, and and especially this project. You know, one of the things we pride ourselves on is that the show really looks good, and you know when I'm when especially when you're watching it on your computer, you know, which is you know most people have screens that are smaller than your basic TV set. Um, we want to make sure that it looks good, that it's not just like, you know, this bleary thing on your, your 13-inch screen. So, and that ain't cheap. It takes, takes money. And it's, yeah, it's not cheap. If you order now, you get the four DVD set plus the tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> and the condoms in the tote bag. For an extra $250, you can get our signature umbrella. Ah. <laughs> Umbrellas. <laughs> no, it is, it's, it's 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 not easy, and I and it's I've got to stop looking at other things on Indiegogo. A while back, there was um, a documentary on Divine raising oh. money on Indiegogo, and I was stunned at how far short they fell. Wow. I think it's still being produced, but um, uh. it, it's it's always kind of a crapshoot. You know? Well, you know what they say, you know, if you fall, get back up and dust the. the uh, just you know, your fanny and keep moving along. Well, I, <laughs> luckily I have a partner who does it for me. I mean, I have to admit, you know, every so often I'll like go to Indiegogo and go like, oh my God, we're never going to get half of this. The show is over. I'm humiliated. And, and he's like, Leon, <laughs> the show business, anything worth doing is worth, you know, struggle and hard work. Mm-hmm. And if we don't get it all there, there are other sources of funding we can try so mm-hmm. so yeah I, i'm lucky to have that support all you guys are out in la i have to ask an, another must question on this show yes and that's is <laughs> have any of you seen bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> out and about <laughs> i think Brad, it's my brother <laughs> well brad i mean big feet big what Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> I no, I've never. I had a UFO Biggie. experience when I was a kid, but no, really? no Bigfoot stories. Yeah. Oh, please do tell. Oh, oh, it's you know, every time I do, people think I'm fucking insane. 
Well, everyone out in L.A. is insane, you know. Well, that's true. (laughs) I was very young. I was like five or six. Um, My dad was off on a business trip. It was my sister, who was like two years older than I. Idaho, right? No, Indiana. In, in, Indiana. <laughs> Indiana. Wait, and Kokomo. My, mom and, Kokomo, my mom and her sister, yeah. Well, but yeah, Greentown, Kokomo area. Anyway, um, whenever my dad went, we had bedrooms upstairs, but whenever my dad went out of town for business, my sister and I would sleep on these two couches in the living room. The front of the house had like like four windows, and two of the couches, one couch was under one window, one couch was under another window, and then the other two windows were in my mom's bedroom. So at some point in the middle of the night, we wake up, and my sister's like, oh, my God, do you see that? And I open my eyes and look up, and there was just this big, round light moving from our window to their window to the other end of the house and back outside the house shining through. But there was a porch outside. You could, it was impossible for someone to, like, walk and hold a light you know, completely steady because there was a porch. They would have to walk up on the porch and then down off the porch. Um, my mom won't even talk about it, but yeah. Oh my God. It was really scary. And the, the weird thing is, is that I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure I did not just fall asleep after that, but I really don't remember what happened after. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm abducted. No, that's not what I'm saying. I just, I find it kind of odd that, you know, I don't remember us ever getting up off the couch or running into another room, or I just remember us being kind of frozen there, and, and then it was over, and then it was the uh-huh. next morning. Caroline, don't go to the light! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Close Encounters was shot in Indiana. Oh, it was. <laughs> well, it was set there. I don't know if it was shot there. And See, what... now you all think I'm crazy, don't you? No, I've actually had a UFO and a Bigfoot experience. So, Oh, so you did see Bigfoot. Well, it wasn't, I mean, I've, I've talked about it on the show before, but briefly, I, um, it wasn't like I, I saw him in front of me. Um, I had a telepathic link with him when I was staying out in Navajo Reservation. And um, I was in the, ma- in the very canyon area of Navajo country in Arizona. And, um, and you know, I, I, <clears throat> I Nobody said anything about Bigfoot. No one even mentioned Bigfoot. Uh, and, and it wasn't on my mind. And it felt like I was in a dark room while I was sleeping at one point and dreaming. I went from a dream to a dark room. And then it was like I opened my eyes and I was in front of a campfire with a whole bunch of Bigfoot mm-hmm. all around me, Sasquatches. And, um, and when one of them looked into my eyes, I realized I was in one of their bodies. And I, I, I got so scared that I woke myself up. Mm. Yeah. It was pretty insane. And then, and you've been in therapy ever since. <laughs> <laughs> was there well, peyote involved? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking it, for a scientific explanation here. <laughs> <laughs> there always is. <laughs> uh, that was one of my, one of my mom's thing. One of her explanations for the UFO was. Well, it was probably a hunter, because uh, in Indiana, where I, at least where I grew up, guys would hunt raccoons at night with, like, those little coal miner lights on their hats. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, it was one of those lights from some guy's hat. And I'm like, Mom, those are, like, the size of a can. <laughs> this was, like, the size of a symbol. You know, like, it was, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't, whatever. 
Well, unless anyone else has um, uh, any other experiences, um, I, I think we need uh, we need to wrap up the show. Um, I've, I've got to go watch Dallas. <laughs> oh, you, no TiVo, no DVR for you? No, it's it's TiVo. It's waiting there calling my name. Llewellyn <laughs> <laughs> is waiting for you. One last question I would ask of at least... Um, because I would love to hear her response of Amanda. Because uh-huh, yeah. she dropped out while I asked this question. Um, <laughs> if there was to be a, a role reversal, you know, who's, whose role would you take in Old Dog's New Tricks? Would that would you would love to play, actually, the question. Well, I'm going to say I would have to go with uh, Brad, too, just because there's a, I just love the freaking makeup. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to wear I, a lot you know, more. I just, I just, yes, I just never thought anyone would outdo me in eyeliner, and it's happened. So that's like, <laughs> you know, like, kind of like a fight to the finish, you know? <laughs> we should I get, we should get such a desirable role, don't I? <laughs> we should get Joe yes. Collins on to play Brad's mom. Speaking of <laughs> eyeliner, you have your mother's eyes and her eyeliner. <laughs> Well, you weren't doing dis- banjos. This would be doing mascara wands. <laughs> I'll be the dissenter. I'd love to play Max the dog. You can never follow an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Is there going to be a dog coming up in season two? Um, not in not in season two, but I I at some point. Um, I want us to see how Ross reacts to dogs now, because I would think if you've been attacked by a dog, you tend to be a little... <laughs> I, I want to put him in a situation where he's, like, forced to deal with a dog. and, and um, So I was thinking about maybe they're, maybe they're, it was like a cult hit, and maybe they have, like, Max and Me conventions, and he decides to go to one. And he <laughs> yeah. And we'll call the episode The Call of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Are there going to be any like um, drag queen face-offs or bisexual face-offs in season two? No. Mm. Well, I mean, Brad's makeup would that technically make him a drag queen? <laughs> <laughs> that there is are some not drag. That is guyliner. 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 <laughs> there are a couple confrontations, but not with drag queens or um, bisexuals. Oh, we need. We need. Yeah, you know, that's another story I would like to eventually do is uh, like a true bisexual because I know so many people are like, oh, please, they don't exist, but yeah, they actually kind of do. <laughs> and I'd, I'd like to put muscles. I could see muscles having a very frustrating time trying to <laughs> make it work with a bisexual. Brad, please, he wouldn't care. <laughs> That'd be easy for Brad. Easier. And I think Ross. If Ross ever gets out of this horrible marriage, he's probably going to become a bigger slut than Brad. So, at least I promised—I promised David that he can be. So, <laughs> oh, jeez. Are we—are are we going to see David in uniform at, at some point? Because you know he, he was supposed to play a cop, Ross, at some point, and he didn't get that part. <laughs> you actually will, um, in a in a in a way. I think I, I think he would look really hot uh, in uniform. I, I wanted to see like that cop look, but it didn't. He looks hot in anything. <laughs> You're gonna and out of things. Uh, oh. I'm right just, here, you know. Just, just Google. <laughs> no, Ross. 
Ross is going to meet a very enthusiastic fan of his, and so you'll we'll be like shooting like a poster, maybe a TV guide cover with Max Ooh, on it, that on. kind of stuff. So we'll have to get him back into uniform for those. <laughs> and it's still in our file cabinet. So. Oh. <laughs> so a- any last words? And I'm going to wear a nurse's uniform. So there you go. You are. Oh. oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Don't tease. <laughs> Any last uh, words from everyone? Well, I'm going to give everyone a last word and let us know how uh, the audience can follow you if you have your own little blogs or, or Twitter accounts or, or, or feeds um, on some other website or something. Um, so let's start alphabetical order. Amanda. <laughs> there we go. And you see, there's a reason I didn't go back to my maiden name. I like being first. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you oh, can follow right. You're me. A-E. You're A B. That's I'm right. A-C. Oh my, you bitch. <laughs> yes. Um, I, uh, I, as I said, I'm going to be appearing at uh, the Gardenia um, on July 26th, and you can follow my whereabouts after that, or even before that, on my website, AmandaAble.com. Thank you. And how about? And please do say hello. Bruce? Oh, hey. Um, well, gosh, following me, you can friend me on Facebook if you want. I'm pretty friendly. <laughs> um, I've got a movie called Saltwater, and it's starring me and Ian Roberts, the uh, uh, Australian rugby player that came out a few years ago that was um, in Superman Returns. He's just terrific. And um, ah. it's coming out in July, and um, he's a big guy. I said to him when Is I was he the one who had the face painted on the back of his head in Superman Returns? Yes. <laughs> I said, please don't pick me up and throw me across the set. <laughs> he's gay? <laughs> what? He's gay? Uh, yes, he's, he's openly gay. He's oh, my God. A while, really? And um, this is his first uh, gay film. So that's coming out in July. And then I'm working on a an occult film that's coming out in 2013. But anyway, in terms of following me... Um, that that's just going to come out for general release, and um, please look me up on Facebook. And then we have David. Oh, hi. Um, well, as I mentioned, um, I'm in this movie called Scrooge and Marley, which will open later in the year, and I'm in a film right now that's playing festivals called uh, Joshua Tree 1951, A Portrait of James Dean, and that's coming to a film festival near you. And it's got um, really good feedback from what I've read. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a neat film. And um, I'm, I've been developing a, a show called Musical Comedy Horror, which I hopefully will be putting up in L.A. very shortly. And I but you have, have to any... say that title. David, say that title in that voice that you may or may not do. Musical Comedy Horror. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter, but I am on Facebook. So say hi. <laughs> say hi. Hi. I want to watch that musical. <laughs> uh, and now uh, we have Jeffrey. Right? Oh, you skipped Kurt. Oh, Kurt. I'm sorry. Go I, to I, Kurt. Go to Kurt. K before J. <laughs> All right. Well, fine. Yeah. Well, you know, you know all the usual spots. KurtBonham.com. Catch me on Facebook. On Twitter, I'm Kurt Dussolet. Um If you're in Los Angeles, um, a couple things going on. I'm actually... Uh, understudying in a show, playing Charlie Chaplin in a show at um, the Sacred Fools Theater Company, and the show is called Stone Face, The Rise and Fall and Rise of Buster Keaton, especially if you're a 
Buster Keaton are a silent film fan. Uh, it stars French Stewart as Buster Keaton. It's a really phenomenal show, and um, I'll be I'll be going on again in that at some point in the next month probably. Um, and I also do a late night show at that same theater called Serial Killers on Saturday nights at eleven o'clock, which is an absolute blast. And uh, it's, it's a serial episodic short play competition show, which is uh, it's fun and hilarious and a party. So if anybody wants to check out any of that stuff, you can find that at sacredfools.org. Oh, and also, I realize I've never mentioned this. Um, I'm also in a film uh, called I Want to Get Married, which is uh, sort of a, a Prop 8 film uh, comedy by uh, written and directed by Billy Clift. Um, and oh. it's, uh, yeah. And that's, I believe, out on Amazon. I think you can buy that on Amazon called I Want to Get Married. Will you send me the info for that, Kurt, so I can put it up on our uh, Facebook page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I completely forgot about that when that uh, that came out. Just like See, he worked so much, so. you can't even remember all the jobs that he ah, I know. I do. <laughs> hardly. Me too. I, I was looking up the stuff that he's, you know, in tune up to, and especially on his Facebook. I'm like, really? <laughs> how, how, how does he breathe? How does he eat and shit? <laughs> <laughs> Does he get to do that? <laughs> it's it's crazy, but but lots of fun. So Jeffrey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can look me up at my website, jeffreypatrickolson.com. Uh, same full name on Facebook, or I have a fan page now as well. And Twitter is Jeffrey Patrick O. Um, I've got two little scenes and kind of a mashup uh, teen horror film that is starring Josh Hutcherson, who's kind of huge. And uh, I tell you, I got the most man-on-man kissing in that that heterosexual movie. So that's kind of fun. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> so that's uh, still circulating. And um, it's also got Dane Cook in that one. And... Um, Got a couple uh, side businesses I'm working on. Uh, I'm a physician by day, so I've been concentrating on that this summer. Um, but Saturday, heading to Chicago with my partner Rick Parks, who's a director in town, and will be casting for I Love Lucy Live, which will be part of the Broadway in Chicago series. So very excited about that coming in the fall. Oh, how cool! Yeah. And Jeffrey. Before I let you go, can you let us know how how big are your biceps? Because I saw a picture <laughs> of you like sporting that gun of yours, and I was like, "What?" Oh my goodness, I don't, I don't know. Um, oh, he's well, never I, measured. No. Uh huh. Right? <laughs> I think they're really sixteen and a half. But the last time I was fitted, someone said they were eighteen, so that was my nickname. Hey, eighteen. They're they're not that big. They're not that big. Well, they look. <laughs> really big in that picture and I'm going to put it on the show notes. <laughs> I think it's bigger than a bread box. <laughs> God, I hope so, all you poor women. Oh, uh, and Leon? I'm, I'm going to go watch TV. <laughs> Those are my future plans. No, I'm just busy working on the show, um, working on the fundraising and if any of your listeners do 
um, want to help out. Actually, let me start with the other links. If you haven't seen our show, you can see it at www.olddogsnewtricktheseries.com. We're also on YouTube. Our channel is Old Dogs the Series. Um, you can like us on Facebook, Old Dogs the Series, and we're on Twitter, ODNT the Series. If you go to all those places or one of them and you like our show and want to help us out with Season 2, then you can go to indiegogo.com slash Old Dogs New Tricks Season 2, the numeral 2. And um, I'm at Leon a the obligatory leonacord.com. And everyone, that's a court, not a court. With one C. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on Twitter, too, Leon A. Court. So follow me. <laughs> and and you were going to ask of the audience for um, any volunteer work, right? Volunteer work? Oh, you're, you're looking for some help on... Um, well, we have a pretty good crew. Um, oh, okay. Uh, we, we need By volunteer that, work, he means donations. <laughs> yes, that, right? and um, we're going to need a lot of extras in our wedding episode. So, um, unfortunately, Ooh. given the new media contract, we can use union and non-union. So, friends yeah. are welcome. Well, let me know when that uh, when you're shooting that, so I can come over. I have a brother cool. who lives out in San Diego. Excellent. You know San Diego's not right next to L.A., right? I know, but I can okay. always, you know, I'm sure one of you guys will let me crash in your couch, right? You no. Easterners, you know, every time there's like an earthquake, you know, 200 miles away, my mom calls. Did you feel it? If there were fires, you know, in, in Oakland, she would call me in L.A. and say, are you safe? It's like California's a lot bigger than you Easterners think. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Leon. Thank hey, you, you know what? I, and I will put in, this is, they don't even know about this. I will put this out there for anybody who wants to do such a thing. I have a CD out called uh, A Night of Neurotica that is on CD Baby and Amazon. And if anybody says that they are going to purchase it who wants to put money towards our next season, I will give $5 of every CD bought to the show. Wow. Oh. Amanda. Yay. Thank you. Yay. And you have a great voice, Amanda. Oh, love to buy that CD. Well, thank oh, you. Oh, you'll love it. It's, it's a great CD. It's a great CD. It's very funny. Well, y'all do that and, 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 and put something towards the show. I think that would be fabu. Oh. Fabu, fabu, fabu. And, and, and yeah, I want the link, so I, I'll put it on the show notes also. And, oh. um, and I can have it handy for our other posts. And um and uh, I'm I'm I you know on behalf of my audience and and uh, just me as well. Thank you, Amanda, Leon, David, Jeffrey, Bruce, and Kurt for dedicating your time and showing up for this chip for chat with the Oral Fix podcast. <laughs> I am 100% behind you guys and 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 the second season. And I hope everyone else who's listening will be as well. Um, I know that when uh, we did the interview with uh, Leon, many of my repeat listeners listened and plus more. And I'm sure so, some of those others uh, were also fans um, that were that found the link through the social media sites for Old Dogs New Tricks. And um, and I'm just wishing everyone good luck and and be safe out there with all those earthquakes. Um, <laughs> peace and love to all of you guys and, and the best of everything thanks Henry thank thanks, you so much. thanks for having us thank you you're welcome 
All right, there you have it. The cast of Old Dogs and New Tricks here on the Oral Fix podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for supporting Old Dogs and New Tricks. All the links uh, to finding Old Dogs and New Tricks can be found if you refer to the show notes at www.oralfixpodcast.com. If you have any feedback, concerns, questions, suggestions, please send them to oralfixpodcast at gmail.com or call it in at 845-538-7864. You can follow the Oral Fix Podcast on Twitter at Oral Fix Podcast, facebook.com backslash the Oral Fix Podcast. Google Plus, you could look for it under Oral Fix Podcast, or you could look for it under Henry M. Diaz. And if you want to follow my work on Instagram, you can follow it at Henry M. Diaz or Get Glue, Henry M. Diaz, and my website, www.henrymdiaz.com. So I'm going to leave you with some music by Neon Hitch, Bad Dog, Swagbot Remix. Enjoy. Take care, y'all.